0: moment of encounter is a weekly live broadcast brought to you by calvary with revival labels through god's servant chidebele odese the teachings are focused on building the church and raising men that will do exploits in this end time you can connect live to moment of encounter every tuesday by 6 p.m west african time at wwwmixlrcom forward slash moment of encounter May you have a life-changing encounter as you listen. God bless. you have loved us. We trust you, oh God, for an encounter this evening that will transform our lives and cause us to conform more and more to the image of Jesus. Holy Ghost, we welcome you. Come and have your way fully in our hearts. Come and manifest your word Come and bless every one of us with the glory of your word this evening, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's be seated. Welcome to tonight's moment of encounter. The Lord will encounter us greatly today in the name of Jesus Christ. We are looking at a topic under the theme, the power of divine love. The topic for tonight is the attributes of divine love. The word attribute means a quality or feature regarded as a characteristic, part of someone or something. So when we say the attributes of divine love, we mean the characteristics of divine love. We have seen that God is love and he has manifested his love towards us by sending his only son so that through him we might have life. That's the main content of last week's Moment of Encounter teaching. The manifestation of divine love. Now we are going to look at the attributes of divine love as part of of our efforts to keep understanding the depth, the height, the breadth, and the width of divine love. First Corinthians 13:4 to 7 gave us a comprehensive list of these attributes. Now because the life and death of Jesus Christ is or was the manifestation of divine love as we saw last week in 1st John chapter 4 verse 9 and 10 we will look at each of those attributes in the light of Christ's life, during his earthly life and ministry. Now we will be trying to achieve two goals in this topic or from this topic this evening. Number one, we will trust God for a deeper understanding of what divine love is through the knowledge of its attributes. This knowledge will help us to keep checking what is wrong with our own lives. What do I mean? When they say, love is patience, love is kind, if it is love, it must be patient. If it is love, it must be kind. So when we begin to look at the attributes, we need to look at our life and see whether these attributes are there. Even if it's not there, two things can be possible. is either we don't have the love in our hearts, or we have the love, but something is blocking it from flowing out through us. When you say that honey is sweet, and then somebody got a bottle of honey, and say, this is a bottle of honey are you willing to test? you say yes, and then you say test and then you test it and it's as bitter as bitter leaf. and you are telling the person this is bitter and the person begins to tell you that it's a kind of honey will you agree? no, because it's not an attribute of honey if it is not sweet it's not honey, please there's no argument about it. If it is not sweet, it's not honey. So when we begin to look at the attributes of divine love, we don't need to assume anything. We also don't need to pretend. We just need to look at our life as it is. If we say that love is this or love is not this, let's look at our life. Because that's God talking. And the word of God is truth. truth. If it's not like that in my life, then I have a reason to cry out because I may be thinking that I'm on the pathway of Christianity when I'm not. So that's one thing we'll be looking at. That knowledge will help us to check our life, to be sure of what we have, which we are calling love. If it is not the divine love, then we need to cry out tonight. That's the essence of this study for the thing, Maybe we are carrying the fake without knowing. possible number two goal of this study is the transformation of our lives to conform to the life and the love of Christ because we will be looking at the love of Jesus the way he manifested the attributes of divine love in his earthly life and ministry as we are going to be looking at it we are going to trust Him for transformation of our life to conforming to the same image. Remember Second Corinthians 3.18 that as we behold Him in a mirror, we are transformed into the same image. Eh? From one degree of glory to another by the Spirit of God. This is what happens. It's a spiritual transformation. You will not know when it happens but as you keep looking at Jesus, keep seeing His life, His love, you see yourself being transformed into the same. So we are trusting God that that will happen also this evening as we study the life and the love of Jesus Christ. Now, before we begin to look at that comprehensive list of the attributes of divine love in 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, I want to say one or two things again as a preamble. Number one. When we are describing those attributes that are listed there, we must take note that all of them has to be there. Just like a tree, if we call the tree love, now, these are the branches or the fruits that are all part of that tree. They must all be there for you to call the tree love. If we have Maybe it's eight of them listed in that passage. And then you have four in your life. And you don't have four in your life. Please, that three is not love. Because some of the attributes are missing. So you don't relax and say you have divine love. If it is divine love, all the attributes of divine love has to be there in your life. You don't say I have divine love when you are lacking in some of the attributes, maybe you thought you have gotten some, is as a matter of fact, it is human love that normally manifests that way. You have some, some level of it, but not the fullness of it. The next point is that the attributes of divine love, remember, is connected to the substance of divine love, If you will remember what we discussed during the topic, the substance of divine love. The substance of divine love is the root of the tree called love. Then the stem and the branches and the fruit thereof is what the attributes are. If I will remind you what we said is the substance of divine love, it is... They focus on the salvation of life of man. So, when we say Jesus is patient, Jesus is kind, is manifesting these things, you need to know that it is because the substance of divine love is actually in His life. He has said again and again that the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. He said it in um, Matthew chapter eighteen, verse eleven. He said it also in Luke chapter nineteen, verse ten. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The human beings that are lost, He came to save. So everything that we will be looking at this evening, as we are seeing them in the life of Christ, they are all connected. As He is manifesting kindness to man. As he's manifesting patience, as he's manifesting you know faithfulness and other things, you will see that as a result of that root, that substance, everything is connected coming out from that root. Now, I want us to now move to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4 to verse 7 as we read on that. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 to verse 7 Charity suffereth long and is kind Charity envieth not Charity vaunted not itself is not puffed off Does not behave itself unseemly Thinketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hope all things, and endureth all things. Maybe we should read it from one other translation. Let's read it from Living Bible. First Corinthians 13, from verse 4 to 7, Living Bible. Living Bible said, Love is very patient and kind, never jealous or envious, never boastful or proud. Never haughty or selfish or rude Love does not demand its own way It is not irritable or touchy It does not hold grudges And we hardly even notice when others do it wrong It is never glad about injustice But rejoices whenever truth wins out if you love someone, you will be loyal to him, no matter what they cost. You will always believe in him, expect always the best of him, and always stand your ground in defending him. Now, if you look at that list, I did some minor classification. The first thing we saw there is that love is patience. I discovered that there are some other similar attributes to that that are in the list so I brought them together for example when he said love is not easily provoked I saw that as also being patient so I classified that under patient too then we also read when Uh, When we say love bears all things that is also part of being patient and then endures all things. So what is patience? The simple dictionary told us that it is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems or suffering without becoming angry or anxious. A patient man will not easily be provoked to anger. Capacity to accept, capacity to tolerate threatens. Number one is delay. Number two is problems or suffering without complaining Without anger Without anxiety Think about it To bear all things means to demonstrate patience and understanding With the fault of others With the fault of others To endure all things Is to never give up on anyone. All of them together are parts of patience. Let's look at how Jesus manifested this particular attribute of love called patience. The first thing I want us to remember is that he is perfect in his nature and character. Yet he is very patient with the imperfections of everyone around him. why do I say that we are not as perfect as him but most times we find it difficult to tolerate the imperfections of others we find it difficult to accept the weakness of others but he himself is perfect in his character no No wrinkle. But he's patient with people around him. Let's look at his disciples that can be regarded as his friends. We are not going to be treating patience as a topic. If we are to do that, it's a whole time. So we just pick what we see in Jesus and then we move to the next one. Let's look at how he manifested patience in three of his disciples. That was recorded. The first person is Philip. Look at John chapter 14, verse 8 to 10. John 14, verse 8 to 10. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the father that dwelleth in me he doeth his work and so on if you read it you notice that he continued to talk for a long time down now what are we seeing here jesus has been talking to them about he being in the father and the father being in him in other words they, he has expected them to have understood that he is the express image of the father and here he began to talk about the same thing he has been talking about all the while in verse the verses before me here before verse 8 and philip being slow in understanding he couldn't understand so he has to voice out show us the father and then i want you to see how without anger how he quietly began to explain to them again what he has been explaining all the while. What was Thomas? In John chapter 20, after the resurrection of Jesus, he visited the disciples in verse 19. They were close in. In a house, and he entered and said, "Peace be unto you." And after that, he showed them his side and his hands, and then he released the Holy Ghost on them, and then gave them the power to forgive, saying, "Say, whosoever sin you forgive is forgiven, and whosoever sin you retain is retained." And he left, but Thomas was absent in that meeting. Thomas, number one, was not supposed to be absent in that meeting. Where he went is not what we want to look at. But the truth is that Thomas was not supposed to be absent in that meeting. When he came back, other disciples were telling him, we have seen the Lord. He has. A, he came here. And Thomas said, that is not true. I can never believe that the Lord rose from the dead. How much more coming here? It's amazing that after being with Him for three years, He has been saying the same thing: that I will rise, I will die, and I will rise on the third day. He has been singing it as a song in their ear. But yet, at this point, Thomas could not even believe the word of the master. And even when 11 persons all together are telling you, or 10 persons now, telling you that we are sure he came, we touched him, we saw him, you kept saying that you don't believe. Jesus has to wait for 8 days to know whether Thomas will get convinced by their daily ministration unto him. But yet, he remained in doubt. So he has to come back again. Now on coming back, the truth is that Jesus should have rebooked Thomas and got so angry with him for not believing The way we do. The way some of us do. You have been telling somebody something for how many years? The person has been with you. And now, the same thing happened. And other people have been telling him it happened. He said no, that he can never believe that. But look at what Jesus did. The moment he came back again, he said, peace be unto you. He now said, Thomas, come. That is to say, I didn't come for any other reason apart from you. Look at it. Verse 26. He stood in their midst and said, Peace be unto you. That's all he said. Look at verse 27. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believe it, Thomas answered and said My Lord and my God and so on There was no other reason why Jesus has to come back apart from Thomas Yet on coming back he didn't show how angry he was with Thomas I I don't know whether you're getting that That's what we call patience Eh? I don't want to talk about what it cost him to come back only him knows what that revista- revestation cost him. But patience demands that you have to tolerate, you have to accept that delay without complaining, without anger. If that is not in our lives, then. Whatever we are calling divine love is under question mark. What of Peter? Eh? Who after denying him three times he carried the whole of the apostles that we are waiting to go and fetch. This is the same business that the the master delivered him from three years ago and said, you from now henceforth you shall no longer catch fish, you shall catch men but he said, I I go and fish we saw the patience of Jesus manifested again because while Jesus was visiting he visited not with anger but with love. He was being patient with Peter. Look at how he has endured. Love beareth all things. Remember, we said to bear all things is to demonstrate patience and understanding with the fault of others. To demonstrate patience and understanding with the faults of other people around you. People around you have faults. Everyone. Jesus came back and performed miracle for them. Normal human being will first of all stand on the you know seashore and begin to rebook, begin to complain, begin to blame. But he first of all performed miracle for them, say, cast your net on the right side for a catch. And after they have brought the fish down, he brought the one he bought with the bread he bought and gave them food to eat. And when they finished eating, he did not start talking to Peter before every other person. He called him out. Patience. I'm just trusting that we will be able to cry to the Lord for our our life. I have been crying i say, god if this is divine love say love is patient. love is no other thing other than patience then i don't want to be deceiving myself that i have this love when i am not patient he was patient with his enemies in Luke 9:51 to 56, the Samaritans blocked the road and said, You are not going to pass through our city to Jerusalem. They blocked the road. James and John said, Master, what are you waiting for? Elijah did it. Let's call fire down from heaven to finish them. Jesus said, You don't know the kind of spirit you carry. Me, the son of man, I did not come to destroy men's life. Remember the substance. But to save, He was looking at those Samaritans as the people he came to save. That was why he was patient with them. I say the attribute is rooted in the substance. The substance is the root. Then patience will follow the substance. When I look at you as a soul that I came to save, because if I will manifest the love of Jesus, The love of God I must carry the mission of Jesus the same mission the reason why I came must be to seek and to save that which is lost the reason why I'm dealing with you interacting with you living with you working with you is because I have come to seek seek you out and save you and so whatever you do I have to be patient with you because I I would not like to destroy you by prayer or casting down fire. I came to save you. That was the, 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 the reason why he told them no, 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 no. The son of man came to seek and to save that which is lost. In Mark chapter 3, please go to Mark 3. You will see the religious leaders accusing Jesus falsely that he was doing miracles, casting demons out by the power of Beelzebub, the prince of demons. Mark 3, look at it in verse 22. And the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, he has Beelzebub and by the prince of the devils, cast he out devils. Is that true? Is that true? That is not truth. Jesus cast demons out by the power of the Holy Spirit and now they are falsely accusing him misinterpreting him now look, look at this there is a, a way somebody will be saying that you are doing this just because he wants to falsely accuse. he knows the truth he knows that it is not true that you are the one that took away this um, hymn book. He knows. It's a different thing that maybe he suspected. He believed that because it was only you that sat here during the moment of encounter that it must be you that took it. So he will, he will be telling others I believe that it is him that took it. He's not sure. But this one is that you are. he's sure that it was not you. But just because he wanted to tarnish your image He's accusing you. You know, these two things are different. The case of the of the Pharisees and the scribes is the case that they know hundred percent, they were fully aware that Jesus was not casting demons out by visible. They know they just wanted to spoil his ministry, they just wanted to paint him black, they just wanted to tell people that this man they want to reduce his followers. They just coined out that accusation, but look at his approach in verse 23. What did he do to that accusation in verse 23? The Bible says, He called them unto Himself and said unto them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom be divided against itself that kingdom cannot stand. And so on and so forth. It was a long explanation. I'm, I'm so much amazed. Anytime I read this passage, it touches me in a special way. You know why? He called them, say, come, all of you, come, 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 come. I heard what you are saying. That I'm casting demon out by visible. It's not true. How can Satan cast out Satan? And he very long explanation. Love is patient. The normal human being will get angry. And say, me, you know the truth and you are saying this thing against me. Then some will start, some may even curse you as a man of God. Because you know he's a man of God. He has the power to curse them. And it will happen. He has the power to do anything to them and it will happen. But love is patient. He came to save them. So he has to be patient towards them until they come to realize and know. Love is patient. What about Saul of Tarsus? You know his story. Eh? Eh? How he was persecuting Jesus You remember that when he Encountered him he asked me a question Saul, Saul, why are you Persecuting me And Saul said what, who are you Lord He said I am Jesus Christ Whom you are Persecuting, I am the one So you can imagine that The patience of Jesus Unto Saul, how long was that persecution? Remember, it was there when Stephen was stoned, and then he was a chief persecutor going from house every house, you say every house, looking for believers, beating them, punishing them, taking them to prison. How long was he doing that to Jesus? And Jesus was quiet, allowing him to do that. Without talking. Without shouting. Love is special. He himself wrote about it in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 1. He said, I thank Jesus Christ my Lord, who has enabled me for encountering me faithful, putting me into the ministry. He said, I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and injurious. But I obtained mercy, Because I did it ignorantly in unbelief, then he said, And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. With faith and love which is in Christ Jesus, he said, This is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. How be it? verse 16 for this cause i obtain mercy that in me first jesus christ might show forth all long suffering that's patience for a pattern to them which you hereafter believe on him to life everlasting love is patience. He was patient with Judas. Judas was an enemy that is pretending to be a friend. He knows all that he was doing. He knows that he was stealing from the purse. But he was patient with him. Waiting for him to repent. And possibly talking to him about it. so it's, i don't know how to describe the patience of jesus even on the night that judas went out he was still approaching judas to know if he will change his mind patience love is kind that's the second attribute love or divine love has a gentle, caring and compassionate heart. When we talk about kindness, we talk about the most visible manifestation or attribute of love. Somebody can say, you say you love me. What is your caring? How are you caring for me? Caring is one of the major manifesting attributes of love. If there is love, then there must be caring. But because it's divine love we are talking about, it's easy for you to care for somebody that cares for you. So when we begin to look at The life of Christ, how Jesus manifested kindness. We need to pay attention to the fact that he was kind to all. Everyone was testing his kindness. Kindness is showing caring, compassion towards others. You are you are concerned about their happiness. You are concerned about what is troubling their heart. You are looking at their face. You are saying, ah, your face is not like it used to be before. That's a kind person talking. It's kindness that can make you to talk, look at somebody, and have a touch to find out what is the problem around this person's life. If there is love, remember, there must be kindness. If there is no kindness, then there is no love. The whole ministry of Jesus was a reflection of kindness towards people. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and with power, and He went about doing what? Doing good and healing all that we are oppressed of the devil. He fed the multitude with bread and fish. In Matthew 15, verse 32, he spoke to the disciples. He said, I have compassion on this multitude because they have been with me for three days now. And I'm afraid that if I send them away fasting, they may collapse, they may faint on the way. I have compassion on this multitude. And the disciples said, What can you do to this number? There are so many And the miracle started. What do you have from there? He gave them food. After giving them the word of God, he gave them food. That's kindness. He saw that they were hungry. You know, John was describing kindness in 1 John chapter 3, verse 17 to 18. He said, how can you say you have love and your brother has not eaten? And you tell him, go where the Lord be with you the Lord provide for you. Jehovah Jireh is your God. But you are not caring to give him something to eat. Where is that that love? You can't say that you love these people. He was like, how can I send these people home when I can do something for them to eat? In John 5, approached a man that was that eight years sick of paralysis in the Bethesda pool. The man has lost hope. He was there helpless. The man was not his disciple. The man was a sinner. How do I know? In fact it was even sin that brought him into that condition. How do I know? After healing him, he came back and said, Don't commit sin again so that worse thing will not happen to you. That is to, to say that it was this the one he committed before that brought this situation to him. He came to his side in the midst of other multitude of people. Kindness. Excuse me, on what ground? What is the criteria? What is the parameter? That's the way the kindness of divine love manifests. The person does not merit it. The person has nothing to do with you. Human love will always needs to calculate and say, "This thing I'm about to do to this person, what is it? On what ground?" But if it is the kindness of divine love, in most cases, you'll be looking for the ground. You won't see the ground. That's the difference. So many of the miracles that he did, even the one that he did at the point of his arrest. Eh? At the point of his arrest, one of the disciples cut off the ear of the servant of the high priest. They came to arrest him and he was still doing miracles. He collected the ear and put back and healed the ear. They were already arresting you. Can you imagine? Somebody came to arrest you. And the person as he was entering your house broke his leg. Then you now came and prayed over the leg for the leg to be healed. And after praying for the leg to be healed, the same person still arrested you. Because they finally still arrested him? He's kind to his enemies. Kind even to his enemies. Love is kind. Not just to your brother, your sister, your siblings, your fellowship group, but even to those that could not have merited your kindness. That's where we are now operating in the realm of divine love. But remember the substance. Why was he that kind? He was looking at what? Their salvation. We have said it before and we are reflecting it again. That until this issue of the substance is established as a root in our hearts, it will not be possible for us to manifest divine love. So many other things Jesus did, we may not be able to all, almost all that he did was manifestation of kindness, caring caring for people at the time he looks as if he has no agenda this person will call him and say please come and heal my son come and raise my son from the dead and all of that he was just doing good for people Love envieth not. Love does not envy others. Divine love is content and grateful to God for its blessings and current possessions. He does not envy other people. Started ministering when John the Baptist ministry was the talk of the town. You don't remember that before Jesus started preaching, even He himself has to be part of John's ministry. Eh? Multitude of people, it looks as if. There should be no other minister. Everybody's attention was on John. You know what causes envy? Eh? When somebody else seems to be succeeding more than you in the same thing that you are doing. Eh? That's envy is something of the heart. You see yourself unhappy. You see yourself inwardly competing, striving. And if you have opportunity to stop what the other person is doing, you will do it well, well, well. Let's say if everybody that is going to join ministry, must pass through you before they reach there. And if you tell them to go, that's when they will go. If you tell them don't go, they will not be able to go. If you are envious of John, you know what you are going to do? Eh? You will tell all of them from today, no more going to... Let me now see how his ministry will be greater than my own ministry. But look at Jesus. Jesus. He never was envious of John the Baptist. Never. In fact, he started his own preaching, making his own disciples. And as he was progressing, one day, John sent his disciples and said, Are you the one to come or do we explain another? He said, Go and tell John what you are seen." Go and tell him. Describe everything you have seen to him. And then when they left, he turned to the crowd, to the people around and began to tell them that the greatest human being that has ever lived on earth that is born of a woman is who? John the Baptist. Do you know that by that statement, he lifted John the Baptist above him? He said, of all that was born of a woman, because as of that time they have not known him, they didn't know him. Even the disciples got to know him by revelation. When the you know Peter just caught it, do you remember? They don't know him. So when he said that in their eyes, John is higher than what? Him as love, he does not envy. God has to arrange these two ministers and ministers to be. At the same time emphasizing the same thing for us to learn that you don't you don't need to be the only minister in town, and you don't need to be envious of another, maybe because he's making more progress than you. Love does not envy. I'm sure that Jesus must have prayed for John the Baptist that day. Because the question that John asked, you know, it was showing as if he was doubting. Love does not end. In Luke chapter 9, 49 to 50, James and John told Jesus that we saw someone that is casting demon out in your name and we stopped him because he doesn't belong to our church. It's not part of our denomination, it's not following us. What was Jesus' response? Jesus said if you see anybody doing that kind of thing again, please don't stop him. My name is free for use. Anybody, you don't need to follow me before you use my name. Love does not end. Eh? We stopped him because he's not following us. He's not part of us. Why will he be using the name of our master? So we stopped him. Is our master. We stopped him. <laughs> Jesus said, don't try it again. Anybody is free. to use my name to do what you want to do with my name. They must not return glory back to me. They must not take permission from me They must not acknowledge that I am the one they are using his name They are free I don't envy them I'm okay, I'm contented Envy comes as a result of lack of contentment With what God has you know, put inside of you What God has made you to be I said you cannot become more than what God has planned for you to be. Even though you can become less. Based on your carelessness or laziness or lousiness. But there is no no desire or prayer or fasting. That will make you to become more than what God has planned for you to be. So why envy another person? When you are not meant to be the same. Or achieve the same goal or the same result. Or do the same thing. In the same way. Love does not envy. Love is humble. First Corinthians 13 He says, It vaunted not itself, nor is puffed off. He is not proud. He doesn't boast. Love is not proud. Love does not boast. In other words, love is humble. Love is humble. How does Jesus manifest that attribute of love? Humility. Huh? Everything about his life and his ministry was showing humility. We will not be able to touch, touch everything. Philippians two. 5 to 11 or 5 to 9 described his humility even though he was God he did not count that to be equality with him let's just point out few of those things number one he never advertised himself or allow others to advertise him he never he never for once advertised himself or allow any other person to advertise him even demons wanted to advertise him in mark 3 9 to 12 the bible says he shunned them that they should not make him known if it is now that demon want to advertise the man of god i think the man of god will ask for the person that is the demon is talking through his mouth give him microphone so that people will know that I've been telling them that I'm a true servant of God. They don't want to agree. Now, give him mic so that the demon will talk to them so that they will know that even in the in the kingdom of darkness, I am recognized. The Bible said they wa- they wanted to talk. He he sh- look at Mark 3. Check Mark 3. He shunned them. Verse 10 said, he has healed many in so much that they pressed upon him for to touch him as many as had gl- uh, plagues. And unclean clean spirit, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. And he strictly charged them that they should not make him known. They should not write. He never advertised himself. In John 7, his, his brothers, uh, siblings, blood brothers, they say, Why will you be in the village and you carry such anointing? Go to the city and show yourself so that people will know what you are doing now, your what, and they will believe in you. He did not advertise his miracles. Jesus manifested humility as an attribute of divine love in that he did not advertise his miracles. In Mark 8, 1-4, He healed a leper and told the leper, See that thou tell no man about this miracle. Don't talk to anybody about this miracle. The same thing happened in Matthew 9. He healed a blind man, two blind men. And after healing them, in verse 30, verse 30 says, And their eyes were opened, and Jesus strictly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. In Mark 5, after raising Jairus' daughter from the dead, he warned the parents. That nobody, the Bible says he warned them Strictly Nobody should know it That's the humility of Jesus These days We see the opposite We see the manifestation of the opposite When people are doing miracle They want everybody Every video camera And every picture To be taken in fact, is a is a pre-arrange. There is a pre-arrangement with the cameraman, with the video man, when you see the anointing moving, then make sure that you catch it well. Remember that when you see these things that are in Christ, not in you. Don't start judging any man of God or any woman of God. Let us judge ourselves. Just know that the love is not there. He never received honor and praise from men. He himself said it in John chapter 5 verse 34. John chapter 5 verse 34. He said, But I receive not testimony from man. in verse 41 he said I receive not honor from man as a humble man he's not looking for commendation of men some of us that's that's our problem that's our problem You are looking for men to commend you he never demanded to be served Rather he served others And even gave his life as a ransom for many Mark 10.45 He said the son of man did not come to be served But to serve And to give his life as a ransom For many As a mark of his humility He gladly received sinners Children And everyone that came to him He washed the feet of his disciples. He washed the feet of his disciples. That's what servants do to their masters. That's what the disciples are supposed to do to him. But he has to do it to them. To show them what humility is. Such a man cannot boast of anything about him. Love does not boast. Anytime you see yourself boasting, any time you see yourself pride, proud. Just know that you don't have divine love in you. What is pride? Anytime you are thinking that you are more important than another person. You esteem yourself better than another person. You consider yourself more important than another person. That thinking alone, that thinking is what is called pride. That thinking, not any action. Boasting is a product of product of the thinking. The thinking is the pride. The pride in your heart. you, are, you just believe that at least I'm better than this person in prayer. I'm better than this person in thinking, and that thinking is what we call pride. Look at Philippians chapter two. Philippians chapter two, verse three. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each of you esteem the other better than themselves. Esteem the other better than themselves. That's humility. Consider other people to be better than you. That consideration that goes on in the heart is humility. When you are thinking or considering that you are better than another because you believe you are more intelligent, you believe you are more gifted, you believe you are more smart, that thinking is the pride. In you. And God resists the proud. Gives grace to the humble. There is no love if there is pride. Because love is not proud. There is no love in you. If there is pride. Because love is not proud. Love is selfless. You see, he does not seek his own. He does not seek his own. He is not selfish. He is not thinking about his own interests. When he is looking for something. When he wants to do something with you. The normal human nature. Is always looking at what will I gain. From this transaction. From this relationship. What am I even gaining. But love. Divine love. Is not looking for what to gain. He is looking for what to give. Divine love is looking for what to give. Not what to gain. Look at that same Philippians 2 verse verse 4. Look not every man on his own things. But every man also on the things of others. Look not every man on his own things. But look on the things of others look on the things of others selflessness we saw Jesus being selfless he did not consider himself coming to the earth alone to die on the cross is a mark of his selflessness selflessness He's not looking for what to gain. He has our welfare in his heart. The next attribute says love does not behave unseemly. What it means is that love is not rude. Love is not rude. What does it mean? Opposite of rude is cautious. Respectful. Love is respectful and cautious. If there is rude in your attitude, in your words, in your approach, with any man, with any. Body, anytime, then there is no love because love is respectful and cautious. Let's look at Jesus' example on this. Let's start with his respect for children. In Mark 10, verse 13 to 16, the Bible says, In that passage, they brought little children for him to touch. And his disciples, they say No. He doesn't have time for children. Don't bring them close. He cannot touch them. He's busy. He's praying. He's preparing for ministry. But the Bible says, Jesus, when he saw it, in verse 14, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. Not. And he, For of such is the kingdom of God. For very I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little, little child, he shall not enter the array. Now look at verse 16. Let's read it together. I want to go verse 16. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on, upon them, and blessed them. When you respect people, you give them your time and your attention. When they are talking, you listen. It's a respect. Look at Jesus' respect for children. He carried them in his hand. The children, we are not irritating him. Eh? Children, in their natural way, can be irritating. They are shouting, they are crying There, and that's the reason why the disciples the apostles say no, 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 no no! don't bring children to, to him they will distract him he's in the spirit eh? the children will make him to come down in the flesh hmm. Jesus what touched me was that he carried them in his arm. do you know how many of the children that were there? you know if they are 20 children He has to carry 20 children in his hand Put his hand on them And bless them That must have taken some of his time Love Respect Some of us have no respect Zero respect for children You believe that they are children eh? Shut them down They don't have freedom To express themselves You don't show them love Divine love does not do that. Divine love gives attention to anybody because of respect. We saw Jesus. He was not rude to children, he's patient with children, kind to children. Look at the way he respected John the Baptist, eh? he did not speak any negative thing about John to the people, even when he knew that John was having problems problem there. I hope you know, John is already doubting. Even some of us would have said, Ah, look at the man of God doubting me whether I am the one or not when he's hearing everything I'm doing. Eh? You can even raise a prayer point, but you know there are times people will be gossiping for gossiping about somebody. He said the reason why I'm telling you this is for prayer. Eh? Do you know that sister Inkechi is pregnant? Eh? I've been warning her. I'm just telling you, oh, it's prayer point too. But you know that it's not prayer point. What you are saying about Nkechi will bring Nkechi's respect down before the person you are talking. This is one area we need to cry tonight because there is something I notice. If I come to you now and I'm describing what this person is doing, if after describing what the person is doing to you and you lose respect for that person, I have not shown that person love. I'm sure you did not get me. Almost all of us are guilty of this particular matter. When you come to um, Sister Precious, and you say, Did you know what Sister Gloria did in the discipleship class on Sunday? (laughs) I was not expecting that from such a spiritual sister. I I respect her before now, but look at what she did. And when you finish talking to this person about Sister Gloria, all the respect she has had about Sister Gloria will do what? That is not love. That is wickedness in the hearts. We need to repent because we carry something we call love. And we are convinced we have love. But we don't have it. Love is not rude. When he's talking about people, even in their absence. And we need to learn that. Jesus respected the office of the priest when he told the lepers he healed. Go and subject yourself. Go and submit yourself to the priest. Oh, oh yeah, he has already healed them. Why going to the priest again? Everywhere he healed lepers. Go and watch it. When he heals a blind man, he doesn't tell him anything. But anytime he heals a leper, what does he tell him? Anywhere in this in the gospel, he always tell them go to the priest. Why? Respect. Respect. Some of us, because we don't believe in some certain people or certain things, we don't respect them. We speak against them because you don't believe in somebody's office, whether ministerial office or non-ministerial office. You are your mouth is sharp to criticize, to counter, to scatter the person and the office. Jesus, still have respect. If it is some of us that carry anointing, will you do that? You do that to the priest for what? Is it that my my healing of you is not authentic or what? I know I have healed you. Go your way. But he will never tell a healed leper to go his way. He has the respect for what Moses established about lepers being shaked by the priest to confirm that they are healed. Respect. Jesus respected the government authorities of his time he didn't speak And in fact one day they wanted to tempt him they said should we pay tax to Caesar or not the Bible says, if you read that passage very well Matthew 17 the Bible said they wanted to know whether he will speak against the governor or against Caesar so that they can arrest him they will tell the authorities to arrest him read it carefully Matthew 17 verse no that should be in Luke 20 Luke 20 verse 20 Luke 20 verse 20 I think we can read it There's no. And they watched him And sent forth spies Which should Fend themselves just men That is they should pretend that they are just men That they might take hold Of his words, That so they might Deliver him unto the power And authority of the governor Did you see that? they wanted to get a word he will speak against the president or the governor so that they will go and tell the governor that this man is speaking against you and they will now arrest him based on that how many times have we opened our mouth and speak against the president and speak against our leaders after they finished tempting him they couldn't catch him because he never spoke against them he said give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God and they were amazed they left respect love has respect and then in Matthew 17 the temple tax are to be paid by strangers not citizens Temple tax are not government tax. Temple tax are tax that the high priest have established for you know people that are visiting Jerusalem from various parts of the country uh, world that are not Jews, they are the ones that pay temple tax. So one day those in charge of temple tax came to Peter and said, Doesn't your master pay tax? Look at that in Matthew 17. Doesn't your master pay tax? And then Jesus was now asking Peter. In verse, um, okay, doesn't your master pay tribute? Verse twenty-five. He said, "Yes." He doesn't pay tribute because he's a citizen. He's a Jew. He can't pay a temple tribute. Then, when they came to the house, Jesus asked Peter, saying, "What do you think, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take tribute or custom, of their own children or their stranger?" Peter said unto him, of strangers, Jesus said unto him, Then the children are free. We are free. I am free. I should not pay it. Nevertheless, lest we should offend them. Love is cautious. Love is what? Cautious. Lest we should offend them. Listen. Jesus is very careful not to offend you on your ground, he will give you your respect because he's also targeting to win you, he also has your salvation in his heart. The next attribute of love says, Love thinketh no evil. Thinketh no evil. Other version says he does not Keep a record of wrongs. That is to say Love forgives And forgets. No matter how he has been wronged. Or the number of times he has been wronged. They accuse The man of Calvary falsely Beat him mercilessly, Spit on his face As a rejected one mocked him in several ways by different categories of people. The soldiers mocked him. The religious leaders mocked him. Even the passers-by, they mocked him. They nailed him on the cross. But Jesus forgave them all and pleaded with God to forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. That's divine love love forgives and he does not keep record of wrongs anytime you see yourself remembering and reporting the wrong thing that somebody did to you in the past love does not keep record of wrongs love thinks no evil don't tell me that you have this love when you have record of wrong. It's not this love that you have. Maybe you have some other thing. He thinks no evil. Before any man can do evil, he must first of all think evil. Romans 13 verse 10. Let's read it. It's worthy word you have read it. Romans 13, verse 10. Let's read it together. One, two, go. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is what? The fulfillment of the law. What's the meaning of that? If you read it from other versions, say, love does not harm anyone. Love does not hurt anyone. If it is love, he will talk to you in such a way that he will not be hurt. He will present it to you in such a way that he will not harm you. What he will say concerning you somewhere, sometime, in your absence, will not hurt you.
1: You know, there are things you
0: will you will come and tell me now, eh? About this person, maybe I'm I'm her leader. Just come and tell me. This is what this person has done. Now, you can be reporting that thing with from a heart of love. You can also be reporting it from a heart of demoting, punishing, destroying him, maybe out of envy. He keeps no record of wrong. I read Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12. You know what he said? He said, God said, I will be merciful to their transgressions. I will forgive their sins and I will remember their iniquities. No more. No more. No more. That's divine love. When he forgives, he forgets. If you are finding it difficult to forgive, to forget, then there is no love. You may say you are kind or you are patient somewhere, but if you cannot forgive, no matter what the person did to you, there is no love. Because if it is love, it forgives and forgets. It keeps no record of wrong he cannot begin to remind listen, if, there is, if, if it is love you know what we do with record what do we do with record what do we do with record when it is time for you to use the record you go and get it, isn't it and say yes on so and so date, so and so time you did so and so, is on record for the sake of remembering. Now, the way we re- record things that people do to us, we don't go to the essence of writing it down. That's when you know that many of us have retentive memory. Very sharp. They will not be able to remember things in the exam hall. Well, But when it come to remembering the wrong things that was done to them, their brain is very sharp. He will tell you everything. The time it happened, the cloth you are wearing that day, the, the color, and the way you do the, your hand, the way you everything is properly recorded. Somebody must allow the eraser of divine love to erase such from your head, because as long as these things are there, sorry, it's not divine love that you have. What else is the attribute of divine love? Divine love does not rejoice rejoice at injustice and iniquity. Eh? It does not rejoice at iniquity. It does not rejoice at injustice. This is the balance now. Because you will notice that when you are not rejoicing at something, you have to be frowning at it. Huh? Divine love frowns at every form of Iniquity or injustice Jesus frowned at the hypocrisy Of the Pharisees and Herod And he warned his disciples against it Say, Beware of the level of the Pharisees and of Herod You see that in Matthew 16-11 And Mark 8-15 Mark 3, 1 to 6. He frowned at the synagogue rulers, the uh, the Pharisees, and the Herodians. Mark 3, 1 to 6. A a man was carrying a withered hand in the synagogue. And they were like, let's know whether he will heal him on the Sabbath. And Jesus, the Bible said, he was angry at at them, at their hypocrisy. And he said to the man, stretch forth your hand. And the man got healed. In Luke thirteen ten 10-17, a woman that was bent for 18 years, bound by Satan. And he told the woman, he, 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 he touched the woman's hand, and the woman was healed. Then the ruler of the synagogue began to talk and say, any of you that want to be healed should not come on Sabbath because it's wrong to do a work on Sabbath. The Bible says Jesus was very angry at the man. He frowned at that hypocrisy. He said, "You, you, you, you like this? Your, your goat. If you fall into the deep on the Sabbath, you leave it till the Sabbath is over. That's what they do. He has lived with them for thirty years, so he know them. He know their hypocrisy. If their sheep fell into a, a pit, they will not wait for Sabbath to finish. They will go and get rope and do a work on the Sabbath." Now, if I hear a woman that was bound by Satan 80 years, you value sheep and goat more than a a human a, a life, you are hypocrite. He frowned at it. That's the, he was talking to them in love. He was rebuking them in love. He does not rejoice in iniquity, in injustice. Some people think that. Divine love should not rebuke anybody. Divine love frowns. He does not rejoice, he does not laugh. If he does not laugh, it must frown at that which is wrong. In Matthew 23, one to end, he faced the hypocrisy of the Pharisees from the big from the beginning. He was exposing all their evil and was telling them, Woe unto you. He was still talking in love. I hope you know. Yes, that's divine law. Some of us, when you notice that your disciple is the kind that can discipline you and rebuke you, you will start running away from him. You start distancing yourself from him. So we even change discipline and get someone that cannot rebuke them. Even when they do what is wrong, eh, the person will not frown at it, the person will still pet them. that's not love the person is actually killing you because if he cannot correct you that there's no love there that's the balance I hope you have seen the balance he's cautious he's respectful but at the same time he does not rejoice when they told him in Luke 13 the same Luke 13 they told him from verse 1 to 33 Herod want to kill you. He said, "Which, who is that Herod? Go and tell that fox that he cannot threaten me like that." He frowned at such kind of threat. He said, "I am doing miracle today. I will eat it tomorrow. I'm on the third day. I will perfect. Go and tell him I'm here. That's love." He frowned at that. He frowned at the unbelief and hardness of heart of his disciples severally. You used to see that. You say, Why is it that you don't have faith? He's frowning. I have been with you so long. Why is it that you don't know? He's not happy. He does not rejoice. You don't laugh at iniquity. You don't laugh at injustice. What is wrong? In Mark chapter 8 He was warning them of the level of the Pharisees and the herald And they thought that it was because they did not bring bread And they were saying, hey, it's because we don't He said, what? Bread? Before your eyes I fed 5,000 with how many loaves? Before your eyes I fed 4,000 with how many loaves? I'm not talking to you about bread Why can't you believe? Why are you hardened?" it? He does not rejoice at iniquity. But it rejoices in truth. Divine love rejoices in what? In truth. Yes. Jesus himself is the truth. Say I am the truth. In John 14.6 And when he said in John 8.32 You shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. He was actually referring to himself. And I want us to see Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Divine love rejoices in truth. He doesn't joke with truth. He says the truth and rejoices in it. But there's a way he says the truth. In verse 15 of Ephesians chapter 4. If you are there with me, let's go. One, two, go. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ speaking the truth in love that's the connection between the truth and love Christ himself we can only grow up to become like him by speaking the truth in love divine love is honest divine love does not tell lies don't say let me let me uh, tell lies so that i will protect this person because i love him you know that kind of thing no you don't bring lie into love it must be truth all the way some people when when somebody do what is wrong instead of them to tell them the truth they will keep quiet. They will keep their mouth shut Because they want the person to be calling them a good person. No. Love is cautious, respectful. So when you are to tell the person the truth, do what? Say the truth with respect. Don't hurt the person. But still say the truth. Then say it in love. Then the last of the attributes says love believes and hopes all things. I'm combining the two together. Love believes all things and hopes all things. Divine love trust. It's belief belief in you. It believes in the next person, in your ability, in your skills, in the good things that is in you he believed that something good is coming out of this person's life. Eh? And with that belief, he would begin to deal with that person, relate to that person, based on the fact that I believe that this person, even though the person is like this today, I believe that something is coming out of his life. I hope, I'm hoping, you know, when we talk about, be, is up, 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 he sees a bright future with you and hopes that you will surely rise to become what God has destined you to be he doesn't write people off he's patient with people if you see a new convert that is not yet you know dressing the way you are dressing as seven years believer you are patient with him you believe that this person the best will come out of his life. You don't write him off or her. Let's say a young man repented, but he's wearing earring. I mean, young man, not a, a lady, wearing earring. But after he repented, he's attending the class still with earring. I know in some churches they will want you the first day. The first day is day of love and grace. The second day, if you try it, now listen, the truth is that divine love, even though he is going to talk to you, but it will talk to you with respect. You know, the way we talk to sinners, we don't respect them. We don't talk to them with respect because we don't believe in them. When you see them, you, you, don't, you don't believe anymore that this person is too wicked to repent. He's too wicked. Love believes all things. It's because you still believe that this person can repent. That's why you are still praying for him. That's why you are still preaching to him. That's why you're still reaching out to him. We write people off too quick. Love believes all things and hopes all things. Now, as we conclude, I want to point our attention to our aim in this message. Remember, there are two of them. The first one is that by the reason of this understanding, we should be able to shake, look at our life. As we are looking at the attributes cross-shake your life. Know whether these things are there if they are not there there is a need for prayer this night there is a need for you to cry out you know before we think that we are on the the line on the track on the race when we are not Paul said I don't want it to be that after I have preached to others I will be a castaway." these are the things that can make these things to happen These are the things that will make somebody to say, I did miracle in your name. I cast demons out in your name. I led the discipleship family. I did this one. What is it? I I don't know you. Get away from me. Because we don't examine our life. We don't check our life. We don't take the word of God serious. When they say, Lord does not think evil. You hear it. After now, you still think evil. After thinking evil, you will still not realize that you are not on the line. You are still speaking in tongues. You are keeping records of wrong. You are still rude in your approach to issues and to matters and to people. Not respectful. Yet, you think that it doesn't matter, you will stay have habit. Love is not rude. So let's look at our life. Are these things there? If not, it calls for serious prayer. I have to cry out my life when I was preparing for this message I have to cry out because there's no point pretending if you are not patient you are not patient if you are patient to a particular limit but when you get to that limit you cannot be patient again excuse me that's not divine love if you are kind just to people that are kind to you you can be kind to the unthankful, something needs to be done. We don't need to be casual about this things. We need to hold on to God until we get, get it right, until we love is not easily provoked. Are we easily provoked to anger? Love believes all things concerning everyone. Are we writing people off? He endures all things. He bears all things. If all of these things are not part of the three, the three may not be the true one. And then, let's also connect again to the substance. I said to myself, if I must have divine love, I must have the same mission that Jesus had. I must... I must say to myself that Chi Debele came to seek and to save that which is lost. That's why it's life. Whether I'm dealing with a believer or with an unbeliever, I want to be sure that every of my dealing with you is not such that we block your salvation. Because even a believer, we believers, eh, when we can say that we have been saved completely is when you find yourself over there. I hope you know. As long as time remains We keep on hoping Our salvation is in hope The Bible says If you have what you are hoping for What is the hope again? So the hope of our salvation Which is the helmet, Is still in the future That's why As I'm dealing with you As my brother, my sister I am having still your salvation What can I do to be able to protect it? So that this thing that You have taken the step You will continue in the track Until finally you are saved for unbelievers, the same thing. And then we need to look at, as we have seen the examples of Jesus, we need to cry and say, Lord Jesus, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. The way you, you manifested this, this law is is see a life. Look at it. If the love is there, it will flow. If the tree is good, the fruit will be good. Rise on your feet and pray. Say to God, don't want to be a hypocrite. Preaching love when I don't have love. Talking love when I don't have it in my life. Some of us, we need to repent on the areas that the Spirit of God has committed us as we are going through these attributes. to pray and say, God, I'm sorry. I want to get into the red. The knowledge of the attributes of divine love should set somebody free this evening. For Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. label love is patient tolerating and accepting problems from somebody maybe a younger one without anger am I sure? Are you sure? Accepting delay without complaint. Am I sure? Kalama Saka. Rip. Ba, 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 Lerima Shanda Rabakula Rabasanda. Am I sure? Cry to the Lord. Don't you to the cross. Jesus towards Judas.
1: Can
0: I imagine myself having someone like Judas as one of the disciples? And I am not speaking evil about him to others. I was I am protecting him. Judas, I know what he's doing yet. I have not gossiped about it to others. Lord, do I have this kind of heart? Do I have this? Do I have is my heart like this? I plead with you tonight. I I don't want to pretend about this, but I, the level Sirima Kula Rabashanda Rabashiri Mashi. Then the level Sunda Rabashanda Rabakula Raba. Then the level Shanda Rabakula Rabashiri Mashanda. Lord Jesus. Do I have respect for children? Are they irritating me? They didn't irritate you. You carry them in your hand, place your hand on them. One after the other, and you bless them. Do I talk to people with respect? Am I cautious? Do I observe causes? Do I respect people when I speak to them? Do I respect their privacy? Do I respect their personality? Or do I use because I think I'm above them, therefore I can trample on them, I can abuse them. Because I think I'm their leader Lord something needs to be done cry out to him cry out to him cry out to him tell him to take away this thing that is in you that is not love and put the real love let the real love the love of Jesus let it
1: flow let it flow let it flow Ah, Jesus I want to the
0: like you letter, I want to live and love like you. As I see your life and your love, I want to become like you in living and in loving. The way you live, the way you love. I want to manifest the attributes of love with the same heart, with the same soft softness, with
1: the
0: same roots. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. to. That's why you need to pray. It's only God that can, 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 can touch your life, can, can transform your heart, can circumcise your heart. It's only God that can do it. That's an encounter we await this evening. An encounter with the divine that will take away this old heart and give me a new heart. That will circumcise this heart that I
1: will have
0: the correct real law,
1: founded on salvation
0: of men.
1: Sundok and Alabas and Araba I say there are depths of love that I cannot
0: move till I cross, cross. the height of
1: joy. There are heights of that
0: Tell myself that I already know that. I advise you to do so, it will help. We need to hold on to God until God. God God does something that is remarkable in our life along this line. I just want to pray and round up the meeting for tonight. But I pray in a sober mood. Take out more time and, and, and meditate over this word and pray more. It will it will be it will be a better fruit that way lift up your two hands. Father, I pray for your people tonight that this word will not condemn us on the last day, but your spirit will help us to apply this word in our life. May it become a reality from today in our life. Amen. As we meditate more and pray more, answer us. Cause our life to reflect the life of Christ. Cause our love to reflect the love of Christ in every dimension and all the attributes as we have considered this evening thank you for answering this prayer in Jesus mighty name we pray
1: Amen
0: God bless you thank you for listening we trust you are blessed by God's word this message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvaryonline.org for testimonies counseling and prayers you can send an email to calvary revival labels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999 80 6560
1: You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Way Thank